Thanks very much, Daniel. Good morning to you, Dean. How are you doing? Good morning, Jamie. How are you? You okay? I'm very well, thank you, sir. Um, Saturday, I know it wasn't a win on Saturday, but anybody who watched the game will have seen it was a hugely encouraging performance. And for you, it must be encouraging to see some of your ideas already being implemented and, and still so much room for improvement. Yeah, it's been really encouraging just the level of performances from the players. Um, I think we've deserved the four points over, over the two games we've played. Uh, probably the other way around, probably a point against uh, against Southampton and three against Wolves. But it was really encouraging the way we controlled, you know, uh, the game without, with and without the ball, to be honest. And, um, you know, Wolves had next to nothing in terms of, of opportunities, which is really pleasing because we had been, you know, giving away too many chances. The game's come really thick and fast now for the next few weeks, as you know, and you kind of have to be spinning plates, preparing for each of those matches, but also thinking about January and what squad changes need to be made. How many players do you think you might be away from being a competitive club that can stay up, or do you think you're already there? I think we're a competitive club already. Um, you know, I've been pleasantly surprised at the, the squad that we've got available to us. Um, we've only got a couple of injuries at the moment as well, so it's it's quite a healthy squad as well. And, you know, we're doing some 11 v 11 work and having to leave some players off the pitch at the moment, you know, so it just shows what a healthy squad it is. And, as you say, there's a number of games to play before we even get to January. So uh, we're just concerned about their matches at the moment. It doesn't need to be overstated how big tomorrow's match is for obvious reasons. When it comes to the players, do you almost have to sort of play down how big a deal it is? Or are they obviously fully aware? No, they're fully aware, but it's only as big as the last game against Wolves was. You know, if we hadn't gone and got the four points in the last two games, you know, uh, we'd have been sat beneath Newcastle at the moment in the table. But... You know, we take each game as it comes. Um, and I know it's an old cliche, but unfortunately, that's what we have to use at the moment. And, uh, you know, we're going we're going to a team who've got a new manager in Eddie, who I've got so much respect for. And, um, you know, it's going to be a, a tough place to go because they've got a real partisan crowd there. And we have to go and quieten them, them down. It's doubly big, I suppose, because obviously you can put a bit of daylight between yourself and them with, if you win. But... You've seen yourself what a win at Norwich does for confidence. And if they can get their first win of the season against you, you know, it can almost have the reverse effect. Yeah, it certainly can. So exactly why I said why we have to go and quieten the partisan crowd down. Um, but stick to our principles. That's the main thing. Uh, keep playing the way we have doing. The performance levels have been really good. Um, you know, our, our physical stats have been excellent since I've been here. So we know fitness-wise we're, we're a match for anyone. Um, you know, and I thought Saturday was the first sign of us on the ball as well. Just finally, you talk about the fans at Newcastle and the noise that they make. I mean, you were at Villa a couple of years ago when you were in a relegation battle in a big stadium with, with rowdy fans. When the fans are feeling nervous, can that have an effect on the players on the field as well? And is that something you can feed into tomorrow? Yeah, I think uh, players can feel the anxiety from, from the supporters. Uh, they definitely can. And, you know, any... Any mistake that happens, any misplaced ball, there can be a, you know, um, a deep breath from within the in the stadium. So we have to go and force their mistakes, um, you know, and we have to, you know, try and get them pauses uh, throughout the game and that quietness. And if we do that, it shows we're doing okay. And if we quieten them, that crowd down, it it shows that our performance levels are there as well. Thanks, Dean. Best luck tomorrow. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. Um, if we could go to Tom Williams, please, from the BBC, Tom. Hello, Dean, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Thanks, Tom. Great stuff.
Uh, Dean, in 45 minutes against Southampton and 19 minutes against Wolves, the team have looked positively transformed. Um, how have you managed to do that? Um, I don't think I have. I think the players have. I think there's there's good players at this football club. There's a good squad here. Uh, sometimes they just need to have that inner belief and inner confidence that you know and, and embrace the fact that they're Premier League players and deserve to be. Um, you know, and I think they've gone and shown that the last couple of games. Have you sensed the transformation as well amongst the fans who are starting to believe now, where hopes perhaps were fading just a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, I think. Having two home games and, you know, we've got an average of two points in the last two home games. Um, has certainly, you know, uh, been at home and got the, the supporters behind us. The atmosphere in both games, I must say, has been magnificent and, you know, uh, goes a long way to helping us get the points tally that we need. But, and I said before, you know, I was fortunate that, you know, we won our last game before I came here under Daniel and, you know, it gave us a real good start. Um, it proved to the players that they could win at this level. And, um, you know, we've continued with the performance levels. Perhaps it shows how far you've come that there was a sense of disappointment that Norwich didn't win the game on Saturday against Wolves, whereas I think a couple of weeks ago they'd have snapped yeah, anyone's hand off for a point. Yeah, I mean, it's funny how football is sometimes. I mean, you know, uh, we probably deserve the four points, but probably the other way with two, with, you know, two points less against Southampton and two points more against Wolves. Uh, but that's sometimes the way football works. We have to control the controllables and that's our performance. And, you know, uh, the, the performance certainly on Saturday was worthy of a win. What's the game plan then going to Newcastle tomorrow night? Uh, pretty much to play to our strengths. Um, we've got good footballers within the group. Uh, we, we've wanted to become tougher to beat. I think the fact that you know, Tim's not had an awful lot to do on, on Saturday, shows that we can be hard to beat, um, but also do enough with the ball to, to create chances. So, you know, uh, we have to play to our strengths and our strengths are we are a good footballing team. Um, the things that we've had to work harder on are, you know, uh, being a tougher team to beat and, you know, winning the ball back a little bit higher. And just finally, um, you, you had enough chances undoubtedly to have beaten Wolves on Saturday, probably should have won. What's going to be the key then at Newcastle tomorrow? How do you make your team more clinical there? I think if you create the chances, we've got players that can score goals. I think uh, Timu Puki has shown that at this level. Um, I've said before, we don't want to be over-reliant on one player, you know, scoring the goals. And, you know, um, I know Rashika very well uh, from when he was at Werder Bremen as well. And he, he can score goals. Josh Sargent can score goals. We've got Adam Ida waiting in the wings as well. But also goals from centre-backs and midfielders. So I want to share them goals around. And if we keep, keep creating opportunities, then that clinical side will come. Right. Thanks, Dean. Thank you. Cheers, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Ian. Thanks, Daniel. Hi, Dean. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Moose yourself? Very well, thank you. Do you get uh, more nervous when you go into games like the one at Newcastle, which is a relegation six-pointer and will be built up as such? Um, not so much. I mean, for me, it's, a, it's the next game um, and whatever nerves or anxieties you feel over any game or confidence is, is pretty much the same. Um, you know, we're looking forward to it. It's a challenge, but it's an opportunity. And, uh, you know, with the performance levels we've had in the first two games, we're looking forward to it, that's for sure. Saturday, you, you got a clean sheet, and actually, defence has been much, much better and, and much tighter since what happened at Chelsea, and especially in the last three games. 
But it's that, I guess, that balance, isn't it, between defending well and, and stopping goals compared to going and scoring them. Yeah, it is. And, you know, uh, I think I said to you the first day when I came in here that we had to restrict the opposition from, you know, creating big chances, which they had been doing against us. Um, we've done that to a, to a certain degree. First half, not so much against Southampton, but we've defended our box really well. Uh, but you've got to go and create them. We didn't create enough against Southampton. I thought we created enough against Wolves to win the game. So we need to keep creating them chances. And as you say, it's getting that balance right of being tough to beat, but, you know, creating good chances. What's your record like against Eddie Howe? Do you enjoy playing against him? Um, you know, he's, he's a very good coach. I've got an awful lot of respect for him. I think he was the trailblazer for young English managers when he, when he got Bournemouth into the Premier League. Um, and he was someone that we could all look up to. And I've had some really good challenges when we've been against them. You mentioned that. I mean, he loves attacking football, like yourself. You know, neither of you like to sit back and just park buses. And um, does that mean we're expecting a, a, effectively like a basketball game between the two of you? Well, I'm hoping not because, uh, you know, as I said, my first thing was to become a tough team to beat. And, you know, I, I don't want to see that open back basketball game. You know, they've got some really good ball carriers in Maximin. They've got players like Callum Wilson who can, you know, get in behind and score goals. So we have to be aware of that threat. And last one from me. I mean, this is a busy period now. Um, I, I think it's about seven games you've got between now and the end of the calendar year. Have you set yourself in your mind not a place in the table where you should be or you could be by the turn of the year, but maybe a points tally to, to continue to give yourselves a, a realistic chance? To be honest, I haven't. No, um, I, we've just come in and we've just gone, right, one game at a time. Um, I think that's all we can do at the moment and just see where we are come January and then uh, build from there. Well, good luck at uh, Newcastle. Thank you. Cheers, Ian. OK, Niv from PLP, please, Niv. Sorry. Hi, Dean. Good morning. Hi, Niv. You OK? Hi. Very well. Thank you. I was wondering how impressed were you with the resiliency your players showed against a, a team like Wolves? Yeah, um, I felt the resilience against Southampton was, was really impressive as well because first half they had an awful lot of the ball and we had to defend our box really well. Um, you know, I thought it was an all-round good performance against Wolves. Um, they've got some really good players and we restricted them. Um, you know, Traore comes on for the last 25 minutes as well and, you know, probably doesn't get in our box with the ball at all. So a really good, resilient defensive performance, but we went and created some good chances as well. And the fact you are facing Newcastle, who are really struggling at the moment. On the other hand, Norwich with a win and a draw since you became the manager. Ahead of Newcastle, what, what does it do to the confidence level within your team? Yeah, the confidence levels are building. Um, you know, I think there's a lot, uh, a lot more belief within the group now that they belong in the, in the Premier League. Um, you know, I think the last three results will give them that belief, um, but more so the performances over, over, the, over the last three games as well. And uh, we can take that into the Newcastle game. But we also know the threats that Newcastle have got. You know, very rare do they go a, game, a couple of games without scoring. Uh, they didn't score against Arsenal, but they've been free scorers, you know, uh, throughout the season but have conceded an awful lot as well. So um, they'll be looking to find that balance as well. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, Niamh. Michael. 
Don't forget to unmute. Uh, good morning, Dean. Happy Monday. Thanks, Michael. Um, in terms of a Dean Smith team playing away from home compared to at home, should, what should we expect that's different? I mean, they I know it's still the same pitch, two goals and what have you, but in the Premier League, they, they strike me as really different challenges. Yeah, they can be because of the, the partisan crowds that you're playing against, um, but you won't see an awful lot of difference. Um, it's still the same mindset, still concentrate mainly on, on us and what we can do and our, our strengths. Um, but being aware of the strengths that the opposition have and, and, and trying to, you know, uh, doubt their flame, so to speak. Um, you know, they, they will have a, a partisan crowd. They've got new ownership, new managements. And, um, you know, our job is to quieten them down. We want to go there and be tough to beat, first and foremost. Um, you know, uh, make sure that we don't give big chances away. And they've got players that can go and create. But we've got an attacking flair within this team. We've, we've got good footballers who can keep possession. So we need to go and do that as well. So it's both sides of the game, really. It must be harder to be quite as on the front foot, though, even if you want to sort of compact the game into you know Newcastle's half or whichever. Or is it not? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is something you'd still aim to do. Well, sometimes uh, it depends on on the, the opposition's approach. You know, if they want to go, if they want to go and build, it will give us the opportunity to go and win the ball back in the, in their half. If they go a little bit longer, then you know you, you've got to defend a little bit deeper. So um, it will. It would depend on their approach as well. You know, they've played a couple of different systems already in the first couple of games. And, um, you know, I think like my team, uh, you know, we're only two games in. They won't know as much about us as we and, and we don't know as much about them. I was going to say, uh, yeah, Newcastle are probably still figuring it out with Eddie, aren't they? So does that make it a little bit trickier to preempt it? Or can you kind of guess from what Eddie's done in the past? Yeah, I mean, you can you can guess a little bit. I mean, they've got some continuity because Graham Jones is obviously still there as well. Um, you know, so uh, we've had them watched and we, we've watched them ourselves. I've played Newcastle this season already at, at Aston Villa. So we know an awful lot of their players and there's not an awful lot that can go, go lost now in the Premier League with the coverage of it. Yeah, that's three teams and you've already faced all three. So that's pretty, pretty handy start, really. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, with Matthias, obviously, I didn't know if there was a further update on him. Is he available tomorrow? No, he won't be available. Um, he's got a pelvic injury at the moment where he's had a bit of pain. Um, it's one that we've been managing. Uh, he'll go and see a specialist just to get the best advice. Um, but tomorrow's too soon for him. OK, but hopefully not a long one. Or I guess just wait and see. Yeah, it's wait and see at the moment. I hope, But hopefully not. Um, just two more, if I may. Um, there was a bit made on match of the day about uh, chance conversion in terms, of, and, and you know, you've spoken a lot about keep creating the chances, and it'll be, a, you know, it'll, it'll come. It, it, what can you what can you do to improve that? I mean, is there is there training ground work that can help improve scoring conversion rate in the Premier League? No, I mean, what you've got to do is make sure you you continue to create them opportunities. Um, we do. Lots of forward playing around the box, um, lots of finishing, um, you know, and our job is to help improve the confidence of the players, but also, you know, that ability to stick the ball in the back of the net. That's what, that's the hardest thing to do in football. And that's why it costs so much to get forwards. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, and, and just finally, I did, I did note your name check of Pierre Les Malou on Saturday as pushing quite hard. I mean, I guess... At the moment, you have got a reasonably big squad and there are players probably sitting there thinking, oh, am I going to get a chance? It's a new manager and, and it's quite hard at the moment. So how are you how are you managing that? Because ultimately, you don't know if you're going to need them, I suppose, and there might not be much work in January. So, I mean, I'm guessing someone like Pierre, they've just got to keep doing what they're doing. They must be pushing very hard. 
Yeah, they are. I mean, I've been very, very impressed with the squad since I've been here and, and pleasantly surprised at, at the depth of the squad as well. Um, you know, unfortunately, a manager can only pick 11 players to go and play the game and you're going to upset some players. Um, but there's been a togetherness about the group and I've included them in everything so far. So uh, they understand they have to be ready when that opportunity arises. Brilliant, Dean. Good luck tomorrow. Cheers. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Michael. Jim. Hi, Dean. Good morning. Morning, Jim. Um, can I just check in on uh, Mr. Kabak? How how is he? Was he is he still um, recovering a bit from glandular fever? Still a bit behind, or no? No, he's back now. Um, he's back in full training. Um, he has been for the last week. Um, as I say, it's very difficult at the moment to get everybody into into the squad. I know the talent that that um, Ozan has. Um, Unfortunately for him, the two centre-halves who I've put in have done well so far. And, and we've got Andrew as well waiting in the wings. And I just felt feel at the time, at, at this moment in time, we probably don't need two centre-backs on the bench. Um, is it possible, do you think, to just simply buy your way out of the relegation zone? Or is, does that only happen through hard works? Obviously, Newcastle, could, next time you face them, could be a completely different team with the spending power they may have in January. No, I think it's always difficult to think you can buy your way out of any position or into any position because um, you bring players into a squad and, you know, first of all, they have to go and settle in. There's a, an integration that they have to go uh, get into. Um, certainly, if they're not British-based players or haven't tasted the Premier League before, it's there's a newness about everything. Um, you know, but the Premier League, as we all know, is a very talented league and, uh, you know, uh, every club, gives you a challenge. So very difficult to to buy a place in the top six or or out of the top or out of the bottom three. Um people talk been asked about the conversion rate um before and and, and you, you mentioned it to Maria. Have, have you had to talk to him about Saturday? Because I guess maybe people think you know a couple of seasons ago he would have probably stuck well maybe all three of those chances away. No, not really. I mean, you know, he stuck a really good goal away in the Southampton game that was probably a lesser chance. So we know the type of player that Timu is. Um, you know, we have to keep feeding him. If we feed him, he'll score. Um, we know that. And um, we have to keep producing good chances for him. Uh, but as I said, I, I don't want to be over-reliant on one player to score goals. And um, we have to score goals from other areas of the pitch as well. Just just finally, with the, the, the fixtures coming up in, in December, is, is it almost a, a, going to be a, a reality check, you know, after after these ones, games which, you know, maybe Norwich could target is, is getting something from. And then if you're looking up to, you know, Spurs, Manchester United, you know, Arsenal, obviously, and you know, reunited with Aston Villa as well. So, you know, things that it, it's going to be a difficult, bumpy running over the uh, festive period, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure. Um, we'll pay respects to every every team we play against, but we're not going to fear anybody. Um, I think our mentality has to be shifted that we belong in this league. We've just played a team that's in the top six, and you know we're we're the better team, so we don't have to you know fear any team in this league. We just have to pay them the respect they deserve. Thanks, Dean. Very much. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Jim. John. Hi, Dean. Hi, John. Um, you mentioned earlier you were pleasantly surprised with what you inherited. Obviously, a pleasant surprise is better for a new manager than a, oh bloody hell, they're useless. What could you could you tell us a bit more about what you found and what made you pleased? 
Well, I think, you know, you're not, when you're at another club, you're not concentrating, you know, I'm, I'm, when I was at Aston Villa, I wasn't concentrating on Norwich City. Um, but your perception from the outside is they've lost the first four or five games, um, haven't won for the, the first nine. So, you know, you have a perception of that that squad already. But when you come into the building, that perception, you know, uh, gets taken away very quickly and, you know, you come to see the squad of players, you, you put on your first couple of training sessions and you, myself and Craig Shakespeare have been very impressed with the the, the balance of the squad, um, but also the quality of the squad as well. And, uh, you know, that's been the thing that's been pleasantly surprising. It gives us that renewed belief of why we came here, that we, we could keep this... Uh, we could keep our club in the in the Premier League this season. You touched on this before as well. I mean, Newcastle fans are obviously going to be expecting lots and lots of signings in January. Is that actually possible for a team at the bottom to to bring in a huge amount of quality? Will will club will players want to come to a relegation? It's not a problem you have, is it? Because you you're a self funding club, but they've got unlimited funds. But presumably they'll they won't get the superstars straight away well I think it's going to be a definite you know, I think January has always been a difficult window for any any team um you know prices are overinflated um but that probably um doesn't matter Newcastle at the moment if they have the riches that we're, we're told they've got um but they've got to have a good plan because you know uh, people are already talking about January and what they're going to do they've got six or seven games like ourselves before then and they've got a squad of players who are, who are playing for them at the moment and you know playing their hearts out to 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 win football games so you know uh it's it's normally you know firing up the players who are already there because they want to play a big part in 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 Newcastle trying to stop in the league thanks so much and good luck tomorrow thanks thanks John uh Paddy, if we could come to you, please. Morning, Dane. How are you? Morning, Paddy. Good, thank you. Good man, good man. Thanks for your time. Um, don't want to pick your team for you, obviously, but if Matthias is unavailable tomorrow, um, given how, how decent a job he did for you when you threw him on there, you'd have no fears if, if you turn to Lucas Rupp again tomorrow night? No, I would have no fears uh, with Lucas. I thought he, he came on and 55 minutes played really well. Um, you know, Set up two great chances for both Max and, and Timu. Had a, had a big chance himself, um, you know, and showed myself and Craig what what the strengths and uh, ability he's got. So, uh, but there's others pushing as well. Pierre has been, has been really good in training uh, over the last few days as well, and uh, Jakob Sorensen, who's been unfortunate not to get on the bench, um, has, has been showing his strengths as well. So, uh, as I said, I think we've got a really good squad here at the moment, and. Um, you know, uh, we'll have to utilise the squad, you know, throughout the coming weeks. Yeah. Just wanted to ask you on, on Zimbo. We know he's obviously coming back from the ankle surgery. Is there any sort of time scale on him at the minute or not quite? Uh, no, not quite. Um, I think he came off crutches last week. Um, so he's starting to build up his rehab now. Um, and it'd be nice to, to have him back. Um, I was fortunate enough to go to uh, a surprise, surprise anniversary of 25 years for... Delia Michael and Michael Folger yesterday and, and Zimbo um, was up on the stage speaking very, very well of uh, the ownership models and it was great to see so many old managers and old players turn up. Um, you know, Paul Lambert was there, Chris Uton, Martin O'Neill, Nigel Worthington and a lot of old players as well. And for me and Shaky to go there, it just shows us, you know, uh, what a club we've come into.
Yeah, that's an, that's nice. You you told us about that because does it reinforce again that you know maybe because we're inside the bubble we we see it differently. But Norwich do feel maybe like they do it a slightly different way, and it's not just about the, the financing or the the ownership, but that that it is rooted in a community and it is about you know that connection with former players, managers, or whatever. That 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 isn't the case maybe at every club you go to. No, I don't think it is, and yeah, I think this is a special club, and you know that yesterday only. Uh, you know, showed me even more so, you know, the, the amount of players that had come there. Johnny Housen had come all the way down from Middlesbrough to be there. And, uh, you know, as I say, former managers who've, who've probably lost their jobs here, but understood uh, what a good club this was and what a good job that the owners do here. Gosh, how's Lambo getting on? You've obviously got the, the Villa connection as well with him. Yeah, and Martin O'Neill as well. So, uh, yeah, but Lambo's in, he was in good form yesterday. Yeah, it was good to see him. Good man. Yeah. Um, what to touch you about Rashidza? You touched on him earlier. We know that you, you knew him previously when you were at Villa. Last sort of game or a half since you switched him to the left, he, he really looks like you know a threat now on that left hand side. Is it just that, or have you said anything to him different, or is it just a, within the context of you want to press higher and maybe he's getting that turnover ball a bit higher up and he can turn and get on the front foot and run at defenders? Yeah, I, I think he's he's just building his confidence. Um, it also takes a while for for some players to integrate into the way you want to play and um, you know he's he's certain plus the league the league's going to be different to the Bundesliga and um, you know I, I think he's a he's a really good ball carrier as he's shown in the last few games uh, but he's also you know he sets up a good chance for Lucas Rupp as well I think his confidence is just building in himself um, he was unfortunate with the shot he had because he, the goalkeeper certainly didn't see it and he just missed on the near, near post area but He'll get, he's got goals in him. I know that from watching him, um, but he can create as well. Yeah, just a couple more on, on the actual game, if I can. I mean, you've, you've talked, obviously, inevitably, that this is going to get portrayed where the two clubs respectively are on the table is more than three points tomorrow. With your players, do you want to keep them away from that and that hype? Or do you actually maybe want them to, you know, buy into that a little bit because that will sharpen the focus and, and they'll understand that, yeah, this could be a big game in, in the bigger picture? Yeah, I mean, I think we all know from the... Uh, the airing that the Premier League gets that you can't keep the players away from it um, because so many people will be talking about it. But, you know, my mindset has always been we're just consistent in it each game we go into. We don't get too high. We don't get too low. We know our standards. We know our performance levels that are required. And it's pretty much that, that we have a mindset that each game we go into, there's a respect of the opposition, but no fear. Yeah, uh, and and just final point. I mean, you've talked again about very partisan crowd, and you need to try and quieten them by your performance. Now you set your team out, but do you feel that, that using that to your advantage? There's obviously going to be a bit more pressure on them, and, and Eddie, you know that they need to where they are in the table, and with all the thing that's gone on with the ownership, they do need to hit the ground running now, don't they? Yeah, there's obviously pressure on themselves because you know they haven't won a game yet uh, this season. Uh, they've got new ownership, they've got new managements, so with that builds pressure. Um, but we also know there's pressure on ourselves because what we put on ourselves, we want to climb the league. We believe that we can, you know, climb climb out of the bottom three ourselves. So there's pressure on both teams, but in different ways. Cheers, Dane. Thanks for your time. Good luck tomorrow, mate. Cheers. Thanks, Paddy. Cheers, Paddy. And then finally, Rob, please, from BBC Radio Norfolk. Hello, Dean. Hey, Rob. Good to see you. Um, j- just going back to the the um, what we were talking about, Matthias Norman being out tomorrow and just a bit more on Lucas Roop. Obviously, he really did catch the eye on Saturday and... and as we said with Paddy, no qualms putting him in from the start tomorrow if you need to. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm led to believe it was his 50th appearance for, for, for Norwich City as well. You know, um, 
So he's been involved an awful lot over the last few years uh, since he's been at the club. And, you know, some of that has been obviously very successful times as well. Um, but he's impressed in training. He's impressed enough to, to give him the nod straight away. Um, but there's others that are impressing as well. And um, he's a good footballer, that's for sure. Um, you know, great knowledge of the game, uh, great experience. And um, I thought he put in the leg work as well. Yeah, you, t- you talked on Friday about being on the front foot and play- perhaps the players playing a little bit further up the pitch. Can you do that away from home or, or are you going to be a little bit more cautious, do you think, somewhere like Newcastle? No, I don't, I don't see any reason, but sometimes you have to, you know, see how the opposition are going to set up themselves. If they're, if they're looking to build up, um, then if we see a, a weakness where we can go and win the ball back high, then we'll, we'll do so. So we'll, give the, we'll paint the pictures to the players, but they're the decision makers on the day. Absolutely. Um, and obviously there's lots of positivity around Norwich City, you know, the, the win against Brentford, then you came in and, and the four points. That, that must feel good when, you, when you're in the stadium, the whole crowd are behind the team. I mean, that, that second half, the atmosphere was spine tingling, I'd say. I mean, it's, it's good, isn't it, that positivity? Yeah, no, it's really good. And it can only bring on confidence for the players and a little bit of belief. Um, you know, lots of people have already written Norwich City off before we've even before the ball was kicked this season. Um, but we know within that squad now that we're build, building something and we need to continue to build. Um, there'll be no doubt there'll be, uh, you know, hazards on the road, so to speak. Um, but we have to overcome that all the time and build up that consistency. And, and it is going to be a daunting atmosphere, always is at St James's. And obviously, they've got positivity because new manager, new owners, et cetera, et cetera. And it's, it's a test for your players. But you've got people like Tim Crawl, who obviously is going to get a good reception at Newcastle. You've got that experience there. Yeah, I mean, players come to play. Uh, they, they, they come into football because they want to be playing in front of the 50s and 60,000 people. And that's what you're going to get on, on Tuesday evening against Newcastle. And our players need to go and embrace that. That's why the, that's, they've earned the right to do it last season. And, you know, they've certainly uh, showed that they're, they're, they're a very competitive squad now. And those Norwich fans, it's uh, the old Premier League fixture computers let them down a bit midweek, all the way up to Newcastle. We all know how far it is. They're going to be right up there in the gods. You know, you'd have been there with Villa and what have you. I mean, it's 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 a long journey for any team, but especially Norwich fans on a Tuesday night. Yeah, it certainly is. It's a long way, uh, a long way up there, and a long way to the uh, the top tier as well. So, uh, hopefully, we can uh, have them singing and dancing and and, and cheering on the performance. And just a word on Delia and Michael and Michael Folger as well. Obviously, you were at the, the lunch yesterday. You, you mentioned that. Um, how have Delia and Michael been with you in the, in the first few weeks? Have you been here? They've been brilliant. Delia, Michael and, and Michael Folger. Um, we had a meal with them last week, um, got to know them. Um, their vision for the club, uh, the, the last 25 years, what they've done from, from the outside, it always looked like it was a well-run, good club. And um, we've certainly not been disappointed. The warmth and the reception we've had uh, has, has been has been superb. Um, looked after myself and Craig's families for both the home games as well. And um, you know, it's it's a warm club. Um, you know, but we want it to be a winning warm club. Yeah, and, and just on the on the lunch yesterday, you, you mentioned Paul Lambert, you mentioned Martin O'Neill. You know, there's there's such a connection with Villa, with especially with managers going right back to to the sadly missed Ron Saunders. Who I'm sure you know you you remember as a manager at Villa. You know, there, there is that connection, isn't there? And, and and most of those managers have had success. Even Martin O'Neill had good success in the short time he was here. Yeah, there's been them connections, and uh, it, it, it was nice to see them yesterday. 
Um, you know, I had a chat with Paul and Martin and Nigel Worthington was there as well and Chrissy Uton as well. So it was great to see so many people there. And for me, that just that just shows the, um, the humility that that Michael, Michael and, and Delia have, um, but also, you know, the warmth that they brought and um, the respect that they get from the people who've worked with them. Brilliant stuff. Good luck tomorrow, Dean. Thank you very much, as always. Cheers, Rob. Thank Cheers, you. Mate. Thank you.